Spotify, iTunes. No, we're not on Spotify yet. Damn it. Spotify hasn't changed their right. their thing yet. We're so. not on Spotify, but we're on iTunes. Yep, we're on iTunes. And we're on Stitcher. Else. We're yeah. on SoundCloud. No, no, we're not on SoundCloud. We're on... Um, we're so bad at this. Uh, Google Play. Google Play's the other one. Hey, that works. Yeah. Doesn't so. Amazon have a thing? Amazon is a thing. I don't I mean, know. They have a... I think they have podcast things too now. I don't know. They might. Yeah. You can make me look up more shit. Look, if we get demand from audience members, hint, hint, to be on more formats, then I will put us on more formats. <laughs> but right now, those are that's what you get. I'm juggling three, and it's really a pain in the ass anyway. So that's what you get. I mean, I love doing it, <laughs> but it's still a pain in the ass. So. Rex. I'm your host, Jason Danger. Uh, and I'm Jeremy Bryan. And we're here to talk at you about movies today. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. do anything fancy? Not really. Um, I guess it was Amazon Prime came out with that new show with uh, Julia Roberts in it. Uh, Homecoming. I don't think I've even heard of that. Yeah, it's about like a a project where they bring vets back from the war and try and reintegrate them back into society. But there's all sorts of mysterious shit that's going on, like in the background. And it's like like ten half hour long episodes, so it's like a good way to kill five hours, I guess. Like yeah. it's not it's not great, but it's not bad. So hmm. it's alright. Um it's a solid three stars. So. I caught up on a couple of movies that I hadn't uh, seen. Well, one of them just came out, but uh, Halloween, I hadn't seen that yet, so I finally yeah. finally went and saw that. Yeah, so did I. And, uh, and then I also went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Pretty good. Which one was better? Comparing apples and oranges. Which one would you go back and watch again? Probably Bohemian Rhapsody. Because I like music. <laughs> okay. I love Queen. But I mean, yeah. neither was also an option. So, I mean, yeah. they're just not any good. So. Yeah. yeah. Or no. both. I, I, I mean, I, I, liked, I liked Halloween, though. But it definitely, what we were talking about before, it, uh, you know, just made everything else in the in the already existing cinematic so, universe obsolete yeah you know they yeah got rid of yeah it's just a direct everything. sequel to the first one yeah 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 except 40 years later direct sequel but yeah yeah yeah, yeah i don't even i don't even know if i want to get started on halloween yeah i could probably just spend the whole episode talking about all of the things in that movie that annoyed the shit out of me but yeah I, i've got a few myself 
Um, but I mean, there was some good stuff too. I guess it seems to have gotten a lot of good reviews, and a lot of the fans seem to be pleased with it. So I mean, I can't really. I mean, I've never been like a huge Halloween fan. Like, I like the first one a lot, and the second one's okay. And even the third one's okay. Like, it's it's not my favorite, but I like the notion of like the the franchise going into uh, just unrelated stories about Halloween type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the fans at the time didn't like that, and so they brought Michael Meyer back for a bunch of crappy sequels, and that's how we got to where we're at right now. But um, I, don't know, I, I really haven't. I I think the Halloween franchise on the whole is one of the weakest uh, slasher franchises in the in the in the bunch. And I mean, Friday the Thirteenth has had some real fucking shitty sequels. So, well, they must. Uh, I don't know what they did or said to talk Jamie Lee Curtis into coming back, but she, I mean, I think this is the second or third time I've heard she doesn't want to do the Halloween movies anymore and then she still came back and did one uh sometimes people need to get paid and apparently that poop yogurt wasn't doing her a whole lot of good so <laughs> poop yogurt yeah <laughs> I've, I've seen the commercials yes gotta pay the bills somehow so I don't know um the thing is, it made a shit ton of money, so there's going to be more sequels, and they're going to be shit, and it's just going to keep... If this had just been the end, if like they had just been like, yep, this is our plan is just to end the franchise right here, I'd have been like, great, fine. You did your job. I'm happy. But it made a buttload of, a buttload of money, Yep. so there are going to be more of them. And they're going to be as bad, if not worse, than the ones that came before it. So, well, I'm done talking about Halloween. So, <laughs> I can tell you want to go on. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what movie did you pick for us to watch? Uh, I picked a Netflix original that was called uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Released in 2017. Um, although it was filmed in 2016 in uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, anyway, the movie was directed by uh, Macon Blair, um, who is not... He's, he's mostly an actor and a screenwriter. He's probably best known for teaming up with the director, Jeremy Saulnier, which if you're not familiar with him, you will be eventually, because we will talk about his movies on this show eventually. All right. Probably early next year. I've still got everything planned up till then, so... <laughs> But yeah, and then after this movie, Macon Blair never directed again. But I mean, I mean, it was only a year ago, so I mean, oh. it, just may, it just may be that he hasn't <laughs> got any more projects. Like he made it sound so final. Yes, I know. Uh, he had never directed before it either, but uh, he actually did a really good job. Uh, the movie turned out pretty well, pretty good. Um, starred Melanie Linsky as Ruth. Um, uh, she's been in a few things, but uh, most recently she's been in um, Castle Rock with her co-star Jane Levy. Uh, had Elijah Wood in it as Tony, obviously. Yeah, um, I haven't got up uh, Castle Rock yet. I haven't watched it. Me neither. I don't. I'm not subscribed to Hulu, so I haven't seen any of that stuff. Um, David Yao played Marshall, who is the the lead. Um, 
the guy who leads the robbery at the end of the movie. You've got this look on your face like you don't know who I'm talking about. Don't know the Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm still waking up. Yeah, no, uh, Marshall was the greasy motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. Um, he is probably better known as being the lead singer of the Jesus Lizard, which was a band that was familiar from, or that was familiar, that was popular from, well, somewhat popular from like 87 to 99. So. I, I think I've actually heard some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they still tour every now and again, but they haven't released a studio album since 98. So, uh, Jane <laughs> Levy played Dez. Um, she's also, she was also the, the lead in the remake of Evil Dead in 2013. She was the lead in Don't Breathe, which was the, Robin the Blind Guy's House movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, she's in Castle Rock with Melanie Linsky. Uh, Devin Gray played Christian. Um, he's most recently, I think he was, he played the trickster in the Flash, the new Flash series. Um, but he also plays Teenage Dexter in Dexter, the series. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to picture his face. There's that one scene in the, uh, party that he wasn't invited to. Right. Where he's shitting in the making an upper decker yeah <clears throat> yes i think is the colloquial term i think so yeah. i think that's the scientific term yeah yeah but uh he smiles in the mirror right yeah he does a joker smile it was yeah. definitely a joker smile i was like yeah. oh my god yeah okay yeah um christine was played meredith which was the stepmom uh she's done a lot of tv work but the, the thing that i remember her most from was playing um Officer Don Lerner in The Walking Dead in like 2014. She was the the shit cop that wound up shooting um, Maggie's sister Beth. In the yeah. So if you're a Walking Dead fan, then that's where you might have recognized her from. Uh, if you're just getting into The Walking Dead, you haven't gotten to that season yet. Sorry that we spoiled it for you. <laughs> um. And then Robert Longstreet played Christian Sr., the dad. He's most recently he was the Mr. Dudley, the uh, the groundskeeper in The Haunting of Hill House. The Netflix TV show. Yeah, the Netflix one. Yeah. So that's the the main cast. Um, Macon Blair, the director, he had a cameo in the movie in the bar scene where she's sitting there reading the book, and he comes up get his drinks and he starts talking to her about the book and then spoils the book for her yeah that was the director okay yeah and uh if you're interested if you're in the portland area ever and you're interested in going and visiting the bar it's called the sandy hut i don't know if it's still there or not because i i don't i've been in space for so long now they could have closed down it could have yeah but maybe worth looking for um, and I guess the main inspiration of this movie was that at some point in time, Macon Blair's apartment was broken into and his laptop was stolen. <laughs> so that sort of... Sort of a revenge fantasy type movie for him. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, yeah. And that's kind of the main the main plot of this movie is that uh, Ruth's house, house is broken into. Her meds, her laptop, and her grandmother's silver are stolen. And uh, the police are not particularly helpful. And so she kind of takes matters into her own hands. But it all sort of stems from this kind of 
desire she has for people to just stop being shitty to each other. And I think that's the main sort of, like the overall theme of the of the movie, is this sort of like optimism and like naivety. Yeah, she's trying to call people out uh, as she evolves, as her character evolves. She tries calling people out, but in that, my only, I guess, problem with that is, she starts being a dick to people. Right. <laughs> well, know. she she loses her but, way. She's but. I, it, I don't know the same token like how do you make that happen without calling people mm-hmm. out on their bullshit you know it's kind of hard to call people out on their bullshit without being a dick yeah. sometimes sometimes but yeah I don't know rather than like I guess delve too deeply into the movie I mean delve like scene by scene into the movie anyway it just seems like the main theme is probably the more interesting aspect of the movie to discuss the sort of idea of having to deal with shitty people and yeah. how it affects how it affects you and I mean having been in space for so long I don't I mean I just have to deal with your shit yeah the only so. shitty people I have to deal with is you so yeah. Yeah. well and like <laughs> Elijah Wood I like him yeah that part that his part I felt I don't know I felt like it needed to be a middle aged fat guy I don't know necessarily I don't know it just it felt like that type of role to me you know I could see that sort of lonely whatever but uh, he he did good either way I mean you know he, he brought some good stuff to that role but I just just felt a little bit more like middle-aged loner white guy well I mean technically he is Kind of middle-aged loner white Sorry. guy. Fat middle-aged loner white mm. guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it also depends on like how good of a martial artist is he going to be at that point. Cause... He wasn't a good martial artist anyway. What are you talking? About? He nailed a guy in the head with a mooring star, and he fucking threw that on accident. <laughs> well, I don't think he did that on accident. Yes, he did. He was shocked when he actually made. Well, contact. that's because he hasn't engaged in violence, but I think he was literally aiming to knock that guy out. I think he was, but it didn't fly when, the way he when they, Well, yeah, but when they came into the house, he was he was badass like blue steel all the way. Like yeah. he took out that throwing star and threw it into the wall. Yeah, and then yeah. So I uh, I think he's a horrible martial artist, and I think it would have been even more hilariously accented if he was a fat middle aged white guy trying to act all badass. But so like Star Wars kid. Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, he he did he did a good job in that role, though. I'm not going to fault him for that. He just there there was some other casting choices, but I mean, if you want people to watch your movie, well, I mean, if it's if it's going to be if it's going to be on Netflix, maybe with a Netflix subscription, it's probably yeah. going to watch it anyway. That's, so that's pro- probably true. But yeah. yeah, I'm not exactly sure when the Netflix deal was made. Like this premiered at I think Sundance. And then still a little easier to get people to come watch if you have Elijah Wood's name yeah. up there instead of, you know, Joe Schmo from yeah. down the street. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of oh, probably quasi famous fat guy that they yeah. could have gotten to play the role of. Yeah, things. I mean Jack Black or yeah, somebody like that. And Jack that. Black might be a little bit over the top. Like that character's right. The, he the characters fall somewhere between like Napoleon Dynamite and like. Um, 
uh, Dirk Gently. Like there's he yeah. he he's somewhere in that sort of range, but he's a little more understated than any of that. Yeah, because you'd want somebody like a little more depressive and. Yeah. I mean, um, it feels like an over the top character, but he's not played that way. Right. So. Yeah. It's an interesting performance. And the. Uh, um, I forgot her name already. Mary. Ruth. Ruth. Right. I don't know where I got Mary. Ruth, uh, I really like her. I mean, she kind of is that character. Oh, you mean Melanie? Melanie Linsky is the actress's name. Yes. Ruth is the character. Yes, that she yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Melanie, uh, I mean, she pretty much is that person in every movie I've seen her in. She's kind of the shy, mousy, whatever, but she does it so well. Like, yeah. you know. It's no wonder she keeps getting recast as that yeah. sort of typecast, if you will. But uh, she's good at it. I, I really, I, I enjoy watching her. I don't have anything to add to that. I mean, I think, like, I'm less concerned with, I mean, I'm less concerned with the casting and more, like, interested in, like, the, the theme of the movie, the sort yeah. of the strange kind of sense of like depression and optimism i guess it's, it's it's almost like a neurotic sort of film like it doesn't seem to have like a it doesn't have a strong through line it just has like a series of like natural progression like it doesn't feel like a like a, a movie that was just plotted out on paper it feels like well this is the next logical thing and this is the next logical thing and this is the next logical thing only ramped up a little bit yeah so, I mean, you've got her her house getting robbed and then uh, her finding, like, the footprint in her backyard and the app on her phone pinging where her, her laptop is and then she decides she's going to... Well, she tries to get the police to go get it and right. they won't. And so then it's like, well, how do we deal with this? Well, she, she wants her friend's husband to go help her and then kind of realizes that's not going to work. And so she winds up getting this neighbor that she's only met you know a couple of times and and they go it's 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 interesting that she has like so little contact with the world because yeah she has essentially that one friend whose husband seems to be slightly annoyed at her existence yeah and then um well it's the the depression partially i mean she she it's it's established pretty early she does have depression mm -hmm. and she's on uh Clonazepam and yeah. something else. I don't remember what the other one is. Yeah. But. So I mean, she's she's on you know medications for depression, mm -hmm. which then she stops taking because yeah she doesn't have them anymore and doesn't decide to go get them refilled. Yeah. But yeah, the whole medication aspect of it just kind of sort of falls by the wayside after a while. Yeah. Like then you see Christian later on taking some of her pills, but aside well, and the that, and the cop. Uh, I think the cop he asks, mentions it. Yeah, yeah. He, he mentions it at one point too, which then pisses her off because she's mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. yeah. I think it just kind of gets progressively more out of control as it goes along, and I mean, leading up to like Tony being stabbed in the gut a bunch of times and people being shot, hands being blown off, and yeah, all sorts of crazy shit. But it all just stems from this just this desire for her like the the feeling of being like violated but yeah 
pe- people, strange people walk into your house, but also this sort of this desire for people to just not be shitty. And the idea that she wants to do something to bring some sort of justice into into her life and it just spirals completely out of control. Hardcore. Yeah. So. Actually, really. So I, I thought uh, Elijah Wood's character was dead. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. And, and they did that on purpose, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really liked how they brought him back into the movie at the end like a little halo of light light and smoke and whatever and then next thing you know he's at the grill yeah and then he's squishing the meat and then her sister's boy uh, husband is telling him no 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 you need the juices in it he's like no no like so doing that whole uh people find me annoying sort of Mm -hmm. uh argument you know yeah yeah That, that was pretty good yeah, yeah. I think on the whole, uh, they did a pretty good job of this film. I think some of the climax kind of like falls a little flat. Like once they leave the house and they're running through the woods, it feels a little like I don't know, tacked on just to have like a dramatic sort of ending sort of thing. Because all the crazy shit winds up happening right there in the house with the stray bullet and the the gun backfiring and like all of that sort of stuff. I, then, I, knew, I knew that gun was going to backfire. Yeah. Like I'm surprised it got the first shot off, yeah. you know, but, but yeah, but then like, uh, once they get outside, it's just kind of like a straight, like run through the wilderness sort of, I'll catch you sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. That part I could probably have done without, but I mean, everything else in the movie I liked quite a bit. So, I didn't mind her little improv uh, booby trap set up, though, after she finds the snake. and Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know how much she actually thought that out or... Yeah, I have no she idea. She was just, like, up there throwing rocks at, at the dude, but uh, I, I really... I kind of liked that part, but, yeah, the chase scene itself kind of was like, all right, let's get to the next part. Come mm-hmm. on. Okay, you hid your boyfriend now. Like, or friend, yeah. boyfriend, whatever he becomes. Yeah. I also have to say, I actually really like the fact that they, uh, her job was a, a nurse's aide. Yeah. And they don't, you don't see nurse's aides in a lot of movies. Like, doctors, yes, nurses, yes. Um, nurse's aides, you, you, like, you just don't see them. Uh, healthcare shows, healthcare type uh, movies and stuff. You don't see a lot of them. Honestly, for me, the last nurse's aide I remember seeing in a movie was in Happy Gilmore. Ben Stiller. Oh, right. <laughs> and he he was playing a very not <laughs> very not nice nurse's aide in that, but mm. yeah. But wasn't he an orderly? Orderly. I don't think he Is that was what an, he went by? Yeah, I don't think he was a nurse's aide. I think he was an orderly. Maybe. Hmm. Same type of job, but yeah. 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 Either way, I that, that made me happy. And then I was like, once I tuned into that, I because I, you know, have worked in healthcare, so like once I tuned into that, I was like watching, I was like, did they 
give her the right type of jobs, what's she doing, if she passes meds, I'm going to lose my shit, because, you know, right. that's not what they do. But, uh, I mean, the small amount of time they actually spent with her at work, uh, they seem to do pretty good. I actually uh, look forward to this guy directing some more. Yeah. I he hope he, he does. He does some some screenwriting. So you said he wrote wrote this and directed. Yeah, he wrote yeah. and directed this. Okay. But yeah, uh, I would recommend going and checking it out if you guys didn't watch it. It's a really good film. Yeah, I was putting it off. Uh, I don't know if it's the title attracted me, but also had the same effect of making me maybe later. You know. Hmm. Like it caught my interest, but I don't know if it's because the title was so long or uh, or or what it was, but it it caught my interest. But then also made me wait, decide to just uh, maybe I'll check out something else. Interesting. Maybe with a shorter title. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but uh, I, I I had been putting it off. So I'm I'm glad you recommended it because I wanted to watch it. I just kept putting it off. Yeah. So, well, if you're like Jason and you keep putting it off, don't go watch it. Go watch it. Tried not to spoil it for you guys, but we did. It spoiled a little bit. Okay. I mean, we talked in sort of vague generalities about scenes, True. not getting too specific about what was happening to who. So, but to be fair, we do tell people to watch these before they listen. So I know. But... If I, if I particularly <laughs> like a movie, I don't necessarily want to ruin it for anybody. True, so. true, true. Anyway, man, that's that's all I got for this. Yeah. So good, good, good movie. So uh, what was it that you recommended again? Oh yeah, I recommended a movie too. I recommended Snowpiercer from 2013. It was a little uh, sort of sci-fi dystopian futuristic world director is Junho Bon I I messed that name up really bad maybe uh he directed a movie called Okja a movie called Tokyo and also giant tentacle monster called The Host yeah uh South Korean director I think I actually have the host on DVD somewhere. I, he's he's got a really great uh, cinematic eye from from the other movies I've seen of him. Chris Evans stars in this, who most of us today know as Captain America. Recently retired. Little soft spot in my heart for uh, him in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the newer one. He plays. Casey Jones. Does he? Yes, he does. All right. I don't yep. remember that at all. Yep. So. Uh, hi, Editor Jeremy here. Um, I'd just like to issue an apology to Stephen Amell of CW's Arrow fame, uh, who in actual fact played Casey Jones in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, not Chris Evans. Uh, apparently Jason was smoking a lot of crack before the show. My apologies. We now return you to our regularly scheduled program already in progress. Um, 
there's I the actors in this are I mean there's a ton there's uh, some amazing South Korean actors there's amazing American actors British actors like I don't know the whole backstory to how this movie came together but he brought people he's worked with in his past uh, films he brought them on board he brought big name American actors on board big name British actors on board and like just made this made this happen and I don't know what his budget was it didn't seem like a huge budget type movie yeah it feels like his budget went to his actors mostly because a lot yeah of the, yeah I could see that a lot of the sets are kind of barren like there's yeah some until you get into more of the upper class sort of but even those are well, train cars so they don't need yeah a whole lot I mean of... the only one that seems really kind of like like heavy on the budget or heavy on the CGI budget at least would be like the the engine itself uh-huh. like a lot of the the rest of the um, the rest of the train cars could be like just tiny little sets on a on a movie yeah studio and probably work so, yeah <laughs> so um, Ed Harris is in it yeah which we all know his most famous role of course being from Creep Show yeah getting his getting his head crushed in Creep Show <laughs> but he also uh, you know was in a little known TV series on HBO called The uh, Westworld. So, yeah, but uh, uh, John Hurt, yeah, was Kane from Alien. Um, he also was Control in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Um, and he played Ollivander, the wand maker in Harry Potter. Got me. Watch any of those movies. Harry Potter. It was in nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah, yeah. Was in, um, yeah, I haven't seen nineteen eighty four in forever. I don't know what all he's been in a ton of stuff. Just he's yeah. been in a ton of movies. He's so. been in tons and tons. Those those were like some of the more recent ish that I really loved. But yeah, it's uh, a yeah. the most recent thing he was in was uh, a casket. Oh, ouch! He passed away not too long ago. That hurt my feels. Maybe two years ago. Uh, Tilda Swinton yep. plays the ancient in Doctor Strange. She plays Gabriel in Constantine. Um, I haven't seen Constantine in like years, so Keanu Reeves. I know. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. haven't seen it in years. Yeah. So she I was. She was Gabriel. Uh, Allison Pill. My favorite role of hers was the newsroom. Um, it was. It was a HBO or Showtime thing but she also is currently in american horror story apocalypse yeah i don't watch any of this stuff you're you're sad you're a sad person uh octavia spencer from hidden figures yeah she was also in um shape of water yeah that's the one i was thinking of Yep, she was in that too she also played harriet tubman in drunk history yeah i was about to say that (laughs) I freaking love those <laughs> drunk, mm-hmm. drunk histories are hilarious um, uh, Steve Parker was in uh, Fargo the TV show and the movie he plays a cop in both 
Uh, he was also Officer Officer Favaro from Cuffs. With Christian Slater? Yep. I don't remember anything about that fucking movie except it ended Christian Slater's career. Oh, so. all right. Which is sad because everybody, <laughs> everybody loves Cuffs. I don't. That movie's going <laughs> to come back and be a cult classic someday. I don't think so. Someday. Maybe you can make it happen. I think you might be the only person who remembers that fucking movie. I saw it in the theater when it came out. I don't even fucking remember that movie. Uh, Ewan Bremner. My favorite role for him was Train Spotting. He's the guy that shit his pants. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he's been a lot of other stuff too. Um, Funny. Hilarious. Generally plays like a goofy clumsy sort of dude but uh, basic premise for the show was a failed climate experiment climate change experiments kills all life except for a few who manage to board the snow piercer and then a class system emerges yeah I don't remember that's that that was the trailer whatever tag for what the movie is about I don't remember it actually being mentioned that there was a climate change experiment. Well, no, there's a there's a bit at the beginning of um, there's a blurb like over the movie oh, itself. Like, right, right, right. And there's a something I don't YM eighteen or something that they launched into the sky or some shit. It it froze the world. Okay. Yeah. All I right. Remember. I do I do remember that now. Yeah, I can't remember what the thing was called. Something. Yeah. But yeah. Either way, the. Uh, people managed to board this train that was meant to survive past all of this mm-hmm. and apparently to our knowledge the only thing that survives uh, interesting note this was based off a book and there's a sequel to the book right that almost makes me want to read it but I actually love this movie quite a bit um, uh, I mean the you know whole post-apocalyptic aspect to it which I typically love anyway but then uh, the acting for the most part was was all on par and then uh, the whole way it was written with the class system emerging you know and we find out that Soylent Green is people and all of that's Wasn't Soylent Green cockroaches? Was it the Was it bugs? Yeah, I think there was a big grinder thing that had a bunch of cockroaches in it, and they were they turned them into jelly or uh, jello sticks. They yeah. put the people with. And then the people up front actually got to eat the real food. Yeah. But tofu twice a year and the fucking egg thing, whatever the hell that was all about. Like, I can't figure out if that egg thing was real or if it was just something they came up with to hide guns. Like, I can't figure out if that was... I don't know. But... But they... We also find that, like, they don't have any bullets, too. No. They do. It's just for whatever reason, the guys that go into the back aren't equipped with them. Yeah. Because they, they ambush everybody with the guns, with that with the eggs. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're hanging out eggs. But uh, so. yeah, and then uh, uh, Ed Harris is the sort of conductor. 
Yeah, if engineer. you will, engineer. Can't remember what his character's name was. Mortimer, something like that. Martin. He keeps the whole thing running, and Wilford. 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 Right. I honestly uh, didn't recognize Chris Evans first time I saw this. He 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 almost came off of, as like a Clive Owen type character, I guess, or maybe Christian Bale. Um, action hero, whatever. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a in a sense, this kind of reminds me of that Reign of Fire movie, the like post apocalyptic. There are dragons movie that right, right, Christian right. Bale and somebody else yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shoot, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Oh, M- Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey was, was in him? it. Yeah, it was McConaughey. Did he have like a big old like mustache or something in that? remember if it was big he did have a mustache though all right and bald head yeah i think he was bald yeah he had the whole yeah yeah he went bald and had i think a beard and mustache in that one yeah but yeah this movie kind of reminds me of that and in some sense like it's kind of a low budget sci-fi post-apocalyptic like one major conceit sort of a movie so i missed one of the uh one of these motherfuckers was in oh Song Kang Ho, the South Korean actor, he was in the the interview. I forgot to mention he was also in the Good, the Bad, and the Weird. Oh yeah, which I it's another train movie, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, and I love that. Well, train ish. I mean, it's a train heist. It's movie. like a train heist yeah, movie, yeah. but it's another it's another train as a another premise train. sort of yeah, a movie. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, I I love I love that movie. Yeah. I saw that once a long time ago. I don't remember a whole lot about it, so it's it's a pretty good one. I mean, it's it's up there with uh, some of the other ones you recommended. What's the? I'm pretty sure it was South Korean too, with the Looney Tunes sort of landlady running after the. Oh oh shit! Kung Fu Hustle. That's it. That is the one. Freaking Kung Fu Hustle. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I like this movie well enough. It's not necessarily one of those movies that I like to, like, like, dust off and watch very often. Like, I feel like once you've watched this once, I mean, you've watched it. I don't know if there's a whole lot to get from it afterwards. I know there's a lot of stuff that I didn't remember. Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of the thing, too. Like, every time you watch it, you pick up on something else. Maybe you either forgot about or you just maybe didn't notice the first time through well i don't know about that because i think this is only the second time that i've seen it and the first time i saw it was like five years ago so i've I've, counting this time i think i've seen it five times yeah maybe six at least five though yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know if there's any like great hidden Messages that I never picked up on the, in this movie. It's just there's just stuff in there that I just didn't remember. Yeah, like, like you like for some reason I thought that the the nutrient bars or whatever were made from people too, but then they showed the the big cockroach bin with the grinder, and I was like, oh, for some reason I thought that was people, but and it, you don't even know where the where you would get the people from. I guess aside from just people dying of natural causes. Yeah, which I don't think would be enough to feed. 
all the people in the, yeah. well, all the people in the lower class section of the train anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't remember the egg scene, and I the reason I keep bringing that up is just because it, it's just such a weird scene. Like there's some sort of weird tradition with the eggs, which I feel like. I feel like it's pulled from like Asian culture that I just don't like it's something that I don't understand because it's from a, a different culture. Know, it's just like eggs are so rare. Well, yeah, there's know. that sort of there's that aspect of it too, but I don't know if it's based on something from another like mm. it feels like it's because it goes unexplained, it feels like it's something that I'm supposed to be familiar with and if I was from a different culture as from like South Korea or I mean is that where the director's from? Yeah. 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 Then, it, then I would recognize this as some sort of a, a cultural thing. Maybe I didn't. But I didn't think of that at all. I just there was one other thing in this movie that annoyed the piss out of me, and it's the continued use of the word extinct when it didn't apply. Because everything that was gone, like cigarettes, went extinct. No, they didn't. <laughs> you just can't make them anymore. <laughs> yes, tobacco might have gone extinct. Yeah, but cigarettes did not. Cigarettes aren't a thing that can go extinct. So Yeah, they did use that a lot. They used that word. And I think it was just supposed to be kind of like the slang for the movie. Right. But it, it, it just annoyed me because it's con- it's a constant misuse of the term. <laughs> I'm like, fucking stop doing that. So, so that was uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah. I definitely think you should go watch it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go give it a... Go give it a, a watch. It's take, a good film. Take it for a drive around the corner. Yeah. See what happens. Well, I mean, get your train license first if you're going to do that. <laughs> but. Uh, any recommendations for the upcoming weeks? Um, not really. Like, no. Um, no. Bosh behind your ears. <laughs> I am going to suggest everybody goes and watches Bohemian Rhapsody. Story of Queen. Slash Freddie Mercury. Pretty pretty fantastic. Uh I can't I can't pronounce the lead actor's name because I suck. I don't even know his name. Because I don't he's care. The, he's the guy from Mr. Robot. I didn't watch. You're so. a horrible human being. Just don't care. You're the worst nerd in space. No, I'm nerdy about the things that I'm into, <laughs> and Mr. Robot is not one of those things. Because Christian Slater? Well, Christian Slater was just somebody that I grew up with. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't grow up with him personally. I mean, he was just on, in was a, on bunch of, TV. Was in a bunch of movies that I watched when I was growing up. So, it's yeah. hard to avoid. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I thought they did a really good job. Um, yeah, the, the casting, the story, I thought it was done pretty well. There was some stuff through the movie that I wouldn't have mind hearing more of the story behind why this song came about, stuff like that. But overall, it's a really enjoyable movie. And I think if they made the movie that I want, it would probably be like eight hours long or something. So... Or more. Yeah. <laughs> Probably turn it into a Bohemian Rhapsody miniseries for TV or something. <laughs> right. Well, it seems like, I mean, 
that was another idea. I mean, I guess we're we're going back into the discussion of the movie again, but that was an idea that I kind of had with Snowpiercer while I was watching. Is it feels like this is a lot of stuff to be crammed into a two-hour movie, oh. and that it probably would have made more sense to make it as like an eight-part little series. Yeah. And I kind of think like something like Queen would be like that too. Like yeah. It just yeah. It feels like. Standard two-hour movies are becoming less and less relevant yeah. in this kind of like on-demand media sort of environment. And I mean, I guess I mean like Snowpiercer was like five years ago, and I don't think well, we were quite at that point. Yeah, yet, but, but but I mean, you saw the new uh, Infinity War, right? Yeah. I mean that I felt the same way about that. I'm like, there's so much stuff happening. Like, we're over here. No, we're over here. Now we're doing this. Like, just so many different storylines like just all crammed into this whatever two two and a half hour three hour movie whatever the hell it was but it was like i don't know it felt like too much to me for what happened it's like i was fine with all that like (laughs) like i haven't had like as far as like a bunch of stuff being crammed into a marvel movie i haven't had a problem with any of them yet yeah i I don't know. Infinity War was was mine. I just I had a problem with it. Hmm. Too much. Hmm. Maybe I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just a damn it, Marvel and your Avengers. That was just a that was just a big game of action figures for me. Like yeah. Just, <laughs> that was some kids slamming his action figures together for three hours. That's all that was for me. I had no problem with it whatsoever. So. Well, this has been Stupendosaurus Rex. Before any of that, we have to uh, recommend our movies for next episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you have lined up for us for next week? Next episode? Next episode. Um, all right. So I've been recommending a lot of horror stuff recently, with the exception of this last episode, or this episode, I guess. Um, but like you know we had Halloween so we did a whole bunch of horror stuff and I was doing some horror stuff before then I kind of want to like get away from that a little bit because I don't want everything I don't want people to expect that everything I'm going to recommend is horror and I also don't want people to expect that everything that I'm going to recommend is a bad movie so I wanted to do something a little bit out of my wheelhouse on a movie I haven't seen in a long time and I hope stands up as well as I remember when I was a kid Uh, so this is an older movie um we are going to do, um, God, I don't know what year it came out in. I guess it doesn't matter. We're going to do uh, Chevy Chase, Martin Short, and Steve Martin in Three Amigos. Ah, love that movie. All right. Well, I haven't seen it in years, so. That's a little bit of a Western, kind of. A little bit. So, um, might go along with mine since there was a sort of South Korean flair here. And we mentioned an actor that was in a movie that I love. So uh, I've got to go with The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. Okay. Because I kind of want to watch it again. Okay. And that's the only reason. Works for me. So, Three Amigos, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, in two weeks' time. Yay. Yay. 
uh, smash that like button. Ah, for fuck's sake. Oh, no. I mean, no, you can't. I mean, you oh. can say, it's just that saying. Like, <laughs> it's that. That's. Go for it if that's what you want to do. Subscribe. Do all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I keep forgetting that we're on YouTube. Yeah. Check us out on uh, stupendosaurusrex.com. Yeah, uh, all of our links are at stupendosaurusrex.com. Yep. So go there. Facebook, um, Twitter. Yeah, all that stuff. You can find at stupendosaurusrex.com. You can also download all of our episodes down there in MP3 format. So you can listen to them uh, on the go if you want. All right. All right. I guess. I guess I think I think this, this is the end This now. is the part where I think this is the part where you go. Now we're done. All right. This has been Stupendosaurus Rex.